Welcome to Book Shrine. I'm Mary. I'm Lalik, and this is your weekly review. General disclaimer here, while we do try to keep spoilers to a minimum, you may incur some spoilers during the episode. Please proceed with caution. Thank you for joining us this week as we talk about our latest reads and determine if they're worthy enough to be placed on our shrine. Let's get to it. This week, it's The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. Ooh, that's been popular. Yes. Okay. A Forgotten History. A Secret Network of Women, A Legacy of Poison and Revenge. Welcome to the Lost Apothecary. Hidden in the depths of 18th century London, a secret apothecary shop caters to the unusual kind of clientele. Women across the city whisper of a mysterious figure named Nella, who sells well-disguised poison to use against the oppressive men in their lives. Nella's dark world is no place for her nearest patron, a a precocious 12-year-old girl named Eliza Fanning, but their unexpected bond sparks a string of consequences that echoes through the centuries. 200 years later, aspiring historian Caroline Parswell discovers an age apothecary vial in the River Thames. As she is nearly grappling with the searing betrayal of her husband's infidelity, A curious research project is exactly the distraction Caroline needs. But when she discovers a link between the vial and London's long unsolved apothecary murders, Caroline's upended presence soon collides with an explosive history, binding her fate to Nella's and Eliza's in a stunning twist that transcends the barrier of time. Literally says a twist in the thing. I won't mention that. The Goodreads is completely different. Not completely. Completely. Not completely, just different. Like the last line, it's just a stunning twist of fate and not everyone will survive. That's fine. On Goodreads, it has a couple of rules. Rule number one, the poison must never be used to harm another woman. Rule number two, the names of the murderer and her victim must be recorded in the apothecary's register. That's in the book. What's the what is the apothecary's register? Nella is the the woman who runs the apothecary and she has a book where she does end up writing the per, person who poisoned and on behalf of who is always recorded in that book. Gotcha. So But let's huh, go no, on. No, no, that's no, you're right. Let's go to the cover. Okay, so this cover is Don't you love it? Yes. I like the cover. It's the right type of purple and pink. Yeah. And I'm not even a big <laughs> fan of pink, but I, I admit pink compliments purple sometimes. That's my old hair color, I feel. I love this cover. It's amazing. I like it. And it's not even like it's a very ex- like over-the-top cover. It's very simple, but it's also pretty. Like, I'm sure this beetle means something. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I know things. Good job. I've been doing this for like weeks now. Yeah, you noticed. Good eye on that. Yeah, I like this cover. It's pretty. And I've seen it so many times. Oh, we should describe it to the listeners. Okay, so it's pinks and purple. 
and tone. And I got some blue in there. I'm not a color person. It's very colorful, but mostly like the background is dark um, purple. Yeah, and then you have the lighter pinkish flowers on the tops and some on the sides and the bottom. And you mm-hmm. have a bottle, which is just like a a sketch, I guess, of a bottle with an old timey glass top cover. What what's it what's it called? A like, vial. A vial. Okay, sure. A vial with a cover that looks like it's made of like a diamond type gem thing. Yeah. And then at the very bottom of this bottle and book is a green beetle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, before you start. Okay. I just wanted to say, um, which we talked about a little bit when you first said you were reading the book. Oh, yes. Do tell, please. Okay. So as you were reading the summary to me now, and when I read it before, in case you guys don't know, I enjoy Bailey's Saria. So she did the story, <laughs> Aqua Tafada. Like she told the story of that. And this very much reminded me of that. Like I wondered when um, when Lolly first told me about the book, if the author got it from, well, not Bailey Sarian, but just from that story, because it was a real story. Did she hear about the lady who was poisoning, who were selling poison and cosmetics to women to poison their husband? Like, is that where she got the idea? Can I give you an answer to that? Sure, you can. This question was asked on Goodreads, mm-hmm. and the author did respond, and she said, Great question. It is not a reimagining of Julia Tafana. However, there are many parallels, the biggest being woman poisoning men. So once I tell you the story, I want you to tell me what are the many parallels. Because I don't know anything about Aquatafana. I actually held on to watch the Bailey Syrian video specifically for um for us to read this. Okay. Well, first, if you're gonna say it, you need to say it right and it's <laughs> you gotta say it like that in that in that way i will tell you what i remember from the episode that she did and what you tell me of the story where where the two meet perfect okay it's on a february day i think it starts around the 10th where an event takes place that changes the lives of three different women okay mm-hmm One of them is Nella. Now, Nella is running her mother's apothecary for about 20 years. So that means that her mom's been dead for 20 years. The shop was once where used to help women. So her mom would help them with their health. If they had a period or fertility issues or whatever, sick. That's what the shop, the apothecary was for. But once her mom died, and within the 20 years that she'd been running, things happened and it changed the court, like the way she ran the shop, where she started now selling poison to women to take care of the men who were oppressing them, whether there was their husband, brothers, father, whatever. It doesn't, it didn't matter if they were being treated wrong and deserved to die, they came to Nell's secret apothecary and she provided them poison. And the amazing thing is she used like 
ordinary things to create poison because she said that things that any amount, like if you use excessive amount of something that's good, it could still be bad. But also she used good things to mix together to create poison. Yeah, okay. So like, I don't know, nightshade? That feels very poisony. Yeah, I, there were a lot of things. Then there's is a 12-year-old girl. Her name is Eliza. Eliza shows up one day um, to Nella's apothecary. Her mistress had sent her to get poison so she can kill her husband. Okay, so Eliza needs to poison to kill her mistress's husband. Wait, her mistress's <laughs> husband? Yes, because she works for the woman, not the guy. Oh, so that she kind of mistress. Oh, okay. Tasha yeah. was like, <laughs> it's okay. I had to reread that like four times. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, what, what? Like, it just didn't register that they weren't talking like a mistress. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they were talking like, because this is, I should, I should also mention this takes place in 1791. Yeah. Oh, is that, was that not in the summary? Probably was, but I didn't, when I started telling, like, I didn't say it. Oh, okay. I was like, because it's right here on Goodreads, so I just wasn't sure. Yes, but there's a character that takes place in present time, and Nella and Eliza is is in 1791. Right, so Nella is the 12-year-old. No, Nella's the apothecary owner, and Eliza's the 12-year-old. Wait, I thought Eliza won. Oh, because, okay, Eliza is the 12-year-old. Who wants the poison for the woman she works for, husband. Yeah, but to be fair, her mistress sent her. Oh, okay. So the mistress actually sent her to get it. Yes. Wow, what a jerk. Mm, well, no. She should have went for herself. You don't send a 12-year-old. Well, her 12-year-old is her... This isn't 1791. Her The 12-year-old is a worker. Oh, yeah, they were working back then. Yeah, it's, she's not like a ball. child. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you have to remember, this is history. We're talking history here. Yeah, I know. That's why history is so, because there's so many different rules. <laughs> or no rules, you mean. Yeah, like, you can't do that because the law, <laughs> there was no law. Okay, well, yeah. all right. Okay, so then uh, Eliza does gets the poison from Nella and goes... But she starts liking Nella and Nella, you know, vice versa. And I don't mean the way it came out. I just mean like a motherly figure. Well, yeah, I figured. I didn't think anything. Yeah. yeah okay. I just wanted to clarify. So she gets the poison and then she goes. And then the story goes to present time about Caroline. Caroline is a history buff. But... She was supposed to spend her 10-year anniversary with her husband in London. However, she found out that James, her husband, has been having an affair. So she decides she's going to go to this trip anyways. She wants to go alone. She needs to get away. So also they have been planning to have children. So this whole time they've been trying to have a baby and he's an asshole. So... She goes to um, the trip, London, and then she decides to go mudlarking. Now, ask me what mudlarking is. Yeah, somebody say, please explain. 
<laughs> From what I understand in the story is that they're actually going into the mud and they're looking for stuff. Like treasure? Yeah. Like what would be in... It doesn't really say in the mud, but I guess we take it. I don't know. But it says a person who gains a livelihood by searching for iron, coal, ropes, old ropes, etc. in mud or low tide. I guess it does say mud. But anyways, what they do is she meets this older man who does the mud larking. And he invites her to go with them to find this, you know, hidden treasures. And when they say hidden treasures, it's just the location is very old. So they know that you can find stuff randomly. So she ends up going and then she finds this vial. And on the vial, it has just a bear. So then she is curious to find more about it. So the guy that she met to go, like, when I say guy, I don't mean, I just mean an older fatherly figure. Okay. She wants to know more. So he sends her to the library, like the, the one of the biggest library and sends her to meet this woman. And he gives the name, turns out that it's his daughter, but she works in the maps area. So then when she goes there, she shows her the vial and then they start trying to figure out where it came from. And then they pull out old maps, whatever, and they figure out, you know, the location. And then Caroline starts going and trying to find what's in that location. Where did the vial come from? Now the story goes back to the past. Do you have any story? Any, anything? So, um, I'm, honestly, I just, she she just found the vial with a bear on it and questioned it. Like, that literally set her off. Yeah, but she's already been a history buff. I know, that's just so weird to think about because if I saw a, a vial in the middle of a whatever, I definitely would not think more of it as a thrown away vial. I know, but when, okay, so she has been kind of depraved of the things she likes because she gave up everything to pretty much be a housewife. Oh, so she kind of just ran with the first thing that she ran across? Pretty much, yes. And also, like, the whole oh, if you find anything, it's a it's faith type of thing was kind of drilled in her head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So she was meant to find that vow and it must have a meaning. Exactly. So she went on the hunt to find out what it is. That makes sense. In the past, Eliza goes back to Nella and wants to kind of work with her. So she does end up killing, you know, whatever. The husband. Yeah, I didn't want to... <laughs> whatever, it's not... She takes care of business. And then she does... Uh, her mistress kind of takes off for vacation. And she decides to go to Nella for a little bit. Because she likes the company, she wants to learn more, and she thinks it's all magic. Even though Nella keeps insisting, hey, like, it's not magic. This is just, like, this isn't a fantasy book, you know what I mean? It's all just herbs. Right. So it's kind of different than what I've been reading lately. No, I mean, it had to be a good change of pace. But I think that's coming after this one, so I can't say that. Okay. Okay, so where were we? Nella and Eliza are now working together. Nella's trying to explain the seriousness behind what she's doing, the reality, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and she doesn't really want Eliza there 
because yeah. she has her own like demons to also like deal with with what she does realistic yeah and Eli she sees eliza as this young child and but eliza's also very smart and she kind of makes her way in you know what i mean yeah i feel like at what is she 12 at 12 yes. to be working in this age you have to be more grown up than a 12 year old is now so and she also um she was literate so she would write letters for her mistress who had hand problems or has had problems so eliza writes her letters for her so she knows how to read she's very educated in that sense that's good though i mean like i said i feel like the education is not very, like, I don't know how educated a 12-year-old would have been in 1791, but I feel like the street smarts and the, like, the, like, working, that type of thing is very 1791-ish, but yeah. I don't know. You're the history person. It is. Well, they didn't write. Yeah, I would say, I don't know about being literate. I can't really imagine that one, especially for a girl. I think the royal, no, not the royals, but like the nobles, the rich would have more of the education than the poor people, to be honest with you. But she didn't or, seem, uh, Eliza didn't seem very noble. She seemed like a street rat. Is yeah, but her mistress couldn't write, so she had to like learn how to write. Right. Her, But her mistress was probably what, noble? Not noble, but not. But just wealthy. Yeah, the okay. rich. Yeah. I mean, rich enough to have a ma maid, maiden, maid servant, man, maid servant? I, I think it's maid servant. Sure, let's go with that because I can't correct you. <laughs> so when Eliza goes back, another woman named Lord, Lady, sorry, not Lord, Lady Clarence shows up and wants to poison her husband's mistress okay now that's something oh, that's the rules right yeah there you go that's against the rules but things i am not going to tell you more other than what i'm definitely not going to tell you more about 1970 i mean 1791 at this point this is something they you should read but it is against the rules but then her hands are tied all right, if you're not gonna tell me, nope. Well, that's the story. <laughs> well, wait, what happened about Caroline? Okay, so no, 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 I'm not gonna. I said I'm not telling you about 1791. <laughs> well, you just said that's the story, so like, no, like if I tell you what happens with Lady Clarence in, in 1791, that's the story. I can't tell you. I'm guessing like, that, but does that tie into Caroline? Well, yes, because okay. Caroline has obviously her own issues her own demons her own um not so nice husband to deal with who by the way takes it up to himself to just decide hey i'm gonna go all the way to london and just need to talk to her and it's just a lot of things happen he is and he i don't like him he's not a good person yeah well but, he didn't like the other husband either you know what, what do you want me to say husbands are so i'm not gonna tell i'm just gonna summarize this part pretty much caroline goes to this finds the location goes there finds a door 
And then she has to go in to find more. And I'm not going to tell you what that is. But wait, that's what? wait, you heard she, she has to find more what? No, no, like she finds the location, she finds a door, and then when she opens, she finds more. More what? Stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay. Like that's when she finds things that tie in with the history of 1791. And there's a twist. I mean, is is a is Nella still alive? Is Eliza alive? Or what still is alive? This yeah. is seventeen ninety one. I told you it's not fantasy. Oh yeah. No, there's no magic. Yeah, <laughs> this is reality. What type of twist can a show have? Show. I mean, a book. What type of twist can a book based in real life? Oh, a lot. Because <laughs> yeah, this one it just. Doesn't matter. There's a twist. It matters because, like, what type of twist? Well, I can't tell you. Then it wouldn't be a twist. You'd know. <laughs> nobody else is alive. That wouldn't make sense because it's not. It's real. It's... Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Tell what else about the story? What else you got for me? What else do I got for you? That's it. Also, in the present tense, I do like the relationship between. Oh, I. Did not write the story, uh, the, her name, but the girl she makes friends with pretty much the map girl from the library. Map girl. <laughs> I forgot her name. That's so messed up. Gaynor? Gaynor? Gaynor, I think. Yes, Gaynor. Okay. Yes, she's a librarian at the British Library. That's fair. Yeah, so I do like that relationship a lot. Well, what are we rating this? Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So before we rate it, you tell me, what did Aquatafana do? Oh, well, so Aquatafana, <laughs> it, um, it, 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 was, <laughs> it was basically this woman, right? She, yeah. She made poison and she marketed as cosmetics. I'm pretty sure she vetted the women, right? Before just yeah. giving it to them. I think that was mentioned. Um, yeah, well, that's the same thing Nella kind of did. Yeah, which makes sense. You don't want to just give it to someone who's going to turn you into the authorities. No. But, uh, so she she makes this poison. She marketed it as cosmetics. And I think it was a perfume. Maybe. I'm not sure. But they put it into the into their wh- whoever. And, but I don't know if she had a rule that was like no women. But I know it was it was supposed to be for men, you know. Um, and then from what I read, it was arsenic was basically it. And like the one thing that was mentioned was belladonna. So it was like very simple poison. I don't know if the belladonna was needed. I have no idea what belladonna does as far as like a substance or chemical or what flower, herb, whatever. <laughs> I just know that it was in the poison and she just, you know, she gave it to the women. They went and put it in either a coffee, a drink, food, and poisoned the husband. And she got caught because somebody had second thoughts. A weak woman. (laughs) A weak woman. A weak woman. Okay. You want to know more? About? So this book has an amazing map in the beginning. 
Yeah. So the map is circa London, circa 1791, and it shows the locations where she's looking at, Caroline's looking and trying to find, also locations where, you know, Eliza's mistress's houses and all that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And also where they went to mudlarking and found all that and went to the apothecary where the apothecary is. It's pretty cool. And then at the. Uh, like a case where somebody found one of the bottles from this, from like the Aqua Tafana era, like someone found the bottle. And, or not and even from Aqua Tafana, but just like from anything. And then maybe that's where she got the idea from. Or maybe she just heard the Aqua Tafana story and came up with the vials idea. Maybe. Okay, so at the end. Mm hmm. There's um, Nella's Apothecary of Poisons. There's excerpts. And then there's also like recipes, but they're not poison recipes. They're like bomb. Oh, okay. So I can follow the recipes now? Mm-hmm. So for this one, it says Tom Pepper's Hot Brew. And it says to soothe the throat or otherwise ease a long day. It's like one tablespoon of local raw honey, one ounce of scotch or bourbon, one cup of hot water, and three sprigs of fresh thyme. Stir honey and bourbon at bottom of mug, add water and thyme sprigs, and steep five minutes, slip while warm. I mean, sip while warm. And then at the end, it says rosemary butter biscuit cookies. Do you want to know? It's a no traditional what? shortbread, savory yet sweet, and in no way sinister. <laughs> I'm still okay. curious about yes the twist the but, twist but I'll let it go <laughs> for now you're not gonna know read the book read the book let's move <laughs> on to better things like the rating <laughs> I give it a four a four okay why not a five uh -huh. because James is so annoying I hate him Oh, the husband? And also, yes. Also, like, Caroline is one of those annoying girls from, um, like, the scary movies who end up going to the one location they should not go alone. And, like, with the excuses of, oh, I can't really tell because I don't want them to get involved. But it's like, you could die. Like, Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Yeah. Or any of the shows we watch. <laughs> I watch good shows. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know, but the women still go all by themselves. Well, I mean, well, it's not just women. Any nobody should be going by themselves. You need a story and tension. <laughs> so. Yes, and that's but it doesn't get a five. But it's a great book, and I think you should read it. I think you'd like it. Okay, you know me, audio book. I will look yeah. into it. You should definitely look into it. Also, this is a debut novel by Sarah Penner. That's that's like number five, four. I think at this point I'm only reading debut novels. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is a, this seems like a very good book for a debut. Oh, <laughs> very, very we, good job. We, I'm gonna say we like most of the debuts we read were good. I don't. You know what it is? I feel like all these debuts I've gotten are from Book of the Month, and so far Book of the Month has not disappointed me. Well, that's good. Well, okay, no. Okay. Because the Black Canary came from Beacon, so thank you, Beacon, for that as well. Oh, 
I mean, Book of the Month has not done your own yet either. And no. also gave you that one, Black Nick. And, and and Book of the Month gave me the best book, The Prophets. So well, is this going on the shrine? Yeah, look how pretty it is. It is very pretty. Oh yeah, we did discuss that the cover pretty much guarantees you a spot. <laughs> it's pretty. Well, you'll have to like take a picture of this shrine eventually so we can see it all together as one thing. When it's enough. Eight is not enough for a whole shrine. Is there eight? Oh no, I don't know. Eight? <laughs> well, there might be eight. Even 12 is not enough. <laughs> oh well. Well, we'll get there. Maybe by we'll the end of the year. That would be nice. Oh my god, 365. I mean, if they all make it. Well, but they're not. Because... 365, you're going to have like 52. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> It's not days, it's weeks. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, this makes the shrine. It has 4.0 yeah. rating. She won't tell us what the twist is. So, of you guys should probably go out and read it. Yes. And then you could tell me what the twist is. Who? The readers. They could DM or, me. Or, or the Audible can tell you what the twist is when you listen to it. I got like a lot of things on my to be listened to <laughs> list, okay? You should check my TBR. <laughs> Someone just like DM me and we'll be great. What's the twist? Can't tell you. Can't touch this. All right. Well, I think <laughs> we're going to call it here for an episode. It's been a good one. Great one. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Now that we wrapped up this episode, grab a book and make the rest of your week lit. You can find us on Instagram at Bookshrine or on Twitter at the book underscore shrine. Tell us what you think we should read next. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please leave a rating and review. It really helps us to keep going. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we release the next episode. Until next time, Book Shrine is produced by Lolly and myself. Editing done by me. Theme music comes from Rick Wilson. Is it 52 or is it 55? You gotta have at least... What? <laughs> no, there's 52. Deck of cards. <laughs> why, why are you confusing me at this time? We. You want to tell people what time it is for you? It's like 2.40 a.m. right now that we're recording. Weeks yeah. in a year. Okay. 52. I'm not crazy. <laughs>